Hi, everyone, and welcome again to our final bonus episode dealing with the Paper Girls. This will take us through the final 10 issues, 21 through 30. And with me through this wonderful journey through comics and time is Richard. Hey, hey. How's it going today? Yeah, it's all bad, Brian. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we're recording this a little bit before it'll go out, but we can just assure you it'll probably still be pretty bad. Oh God, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, like in a couple weeks when this comes out, yeah, it'll. Hopefully, in a couple weeks when this comes out, we so, reach utopia status, yeah. and everyone will be like, "Oh, what's this guy talking about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if we if we have reached utopia status and like everyone's living this wonderful, beautiful life, and then we sound like negative Nellies over here, just remember we, we recorded this like two weeks before so this is go. this is during the dark times but you know fingers crossed that happens anyway so we'll, we'll go ahead and get started on volume five aka um was that issues uh um 21 through 25 and then we'll hit 26 through 30 with volume six and that's the last issue so let's get started um well, last thing that happened, girls ended up in future times in the end of a the future con. Yes, the 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 time of the old timers. Which I forget, I didn't write down what year that was. They they did say what it's, year it was. Uh, it's twenty fifty something. Twenty fifty something. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's pretty cool, and I like the. Um, well, we'll get into it. So the girls land. Um, and one of the funny things that they said was that um, was a I, I believe it was KJ who said this is actually what I thought 2020 would have looked like or 2020 20, uh, 2000 would have looked like, which is very true because like growing up like in the 80s and 90s like the year 2000 seems so far away and so futuristic and otherworldly, but then it definitely wasn't <laughs> when we got there. And uh, but the um, the girls escape the ship. Uh, it's, it starts getting surrounded by those uh, those dinosaurs, uh, and um, Mac wakes up from having a nightmare. Uh, as I said last episode, each volume starts with a nightmare, and um, the um, it's about the library. So she has it in her head. That's where they go to figure out what's going on. So they end up going to the library. Uh, they before they get there, they're accosted by the street peddler who I don't oh. know what they're offering. What are they off like bugs or something? The street peddler, the, the woman, yeah, the woman, yeah. No, it seems that she's offering like everything that's contraband, oh, yeah, that's yeah, like cigarettes. She and kind of opens up her coat and it's like chocolate and a cell phone and cigarettes and headphones and a, and a smartphone. Mac is, but very... yeah, I think it's like like contraband, I don't know, maybe through time. And it is 2171. 2171. Okay. So we're dealing with, with a pretty distant future right there. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Max sees the cigarettes. And obviously she hasn't had one since November 1st, 1988. <laughs> so she wants she wants a cigarette. And um, the um, they go into the library. No, no, she hasn't had one since prehistoric time, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's right. Did, no, did Chris give her one? Chris didn't give her a no, and she got, and hers, she hers falls got into the water in the Pierce Star times. And so, that, uh, yeah, kills it, her last cigarette. It does. It kills her last cigarette. So she only the last time she smoked was in was in eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So or maybe sixteen, maybe yeah, two thousand sixteen. That's right. She did right right after oh, she yeah, found out, right after she found out she was gonna die. She uh, <laughs> yeah, like well, I guess you know, if you know you're not gonna die of that, you know, you might as well smoke them while you got them, right? I guess. Um, but then, um, so that street peddler gets accosted by the police, uh, and they attack each other. They, they kind of, then the girls scurry off. This is also including what they call double O tiff, which is the, the future tiff that that's joining that joined with them last mm-hmm. uh, volume. Um, uh, they, they make it to the library and it has this weird, like each tree glo- growing in the middle of it. That kind of seems to know everything, including everyone's names and like past and everything like that. So Mac asks it if it, there's a cure for leukemia, and it's, and it confirms that yes, leukemia has been cured. So she's very happy uh, that she's you know has a chance of not dying. 
meanwhile, all this is happening. Uh, grandfather visits uh, who he calls his sister, and the old lady um, who is his sister calls him Joppo. I wonder if that sounds familiar of a name <laughs> from a couple volumes ago. Um, the old lady, just to help out, only has the same markings on her face as Wari did. So, yeah, this is, it turns out that grandfather this entire time is the baby from the prehistoric times, is Joppo. Mm-hmm. So, sweet, innocent Joppo. Yeah. He also so has a sweet uh, Wu-Tang Clan shirt now. Yes, the Wu-Tang Clan shirt was one of my favorites. And also, of course, you know, as being a Beatle fan, like the Apple Records in the volume. Yeah, one. one was nice. I like the uh, Public Enemy one as well. Yeah, yes, Public Enemy one was really awesome too. Yeah, it's funny because like when he's younger, he's wearing the nice suits. And then when he gets older, he's like just wearing like the old like retro t-shirts and like yeah, yeah, just relaxed. Um, like you would imagine basically when you're a senior, you know, when you're older, you don't want them to dress up anymore. But uh um, so what did you think about that reveal that Joppo, the the little baby, is is basically the not well the, they kind of stealth yeah. revealed it because uh when the uh prioress passed away, she calls him Joppo. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, because he they're having when they're having kind of a little argument, she calls him grandfather, and he's like, "Yeah, like you you, you know my name, like you use my real name." And then when she's passing away, she, she when she's basically telling him like, "Don't break the prime directive." Directive. She calls him Joppo. So okay. like, I personally kind of saw it coming, but yeah. you know, what you what you see, uh, Wari with all the tattoos, you're like, oh, "Okay, no, this is a hundred percent." Yeah, def- yeah, it's not like a descendant or anything. This is definitely him, like, kind of displaced. So, Wari has stopped taking her medications and she's ready because she's basically ready to die. She kind of has uh, basically dementia, I guess, what is, is that's what it feels like. You know, she's yeah, yeah, she's just kind of in and out. Yeah, she's kind of forgetting things, forgetting where she is and stuff like that, who people are. Um, and everyone's and she slips back into like their native prehistoric language. Yes. So just kind of, you know, and basically being multiple thousands of years <laughs> away from where you were born. I can imagine just how that does on your brain when, once uh, you start getting older. Um, but uh, uh, so Joppo, grandfather, um, gets a call from Alistair the night, which is the same night from volume one. Um, the one that um, that uh, that Heck killed. Um, mm-hmm. After after he killed a uh, hex boyfriend, who we find out right now, also that that boyfriend's name was Jude. We'll find that uh, um, that that was the Jude that uh, that um, previous we'll meet with Charlotte with Charlotte. Yes, so it's all kind of tying together now as we get to the last few issues. Uh, the so meanwhile back at the library, Tiff asks the tree how they get back to 1988. The tree says. Time travel is only permitted by watch. Whose leader is Joppo Thapa? Uh, the girls recognize the first name, obviously, and um, they and so then they decide to that they need to split up uh, to one find way home. And um, KJ and Mac decide to go find the cure for leukemia for Mac. Uh, so grandfather is alerted that the teenagers um, have once again detected entering a new time period and um i guess they changed the way that they were entering periods instead of entering by those mechs that we saw in the 2000 that are now entering by the the time pod that we saw in 88 and that's in fact where they're they're entering at this time this is kind of like now the volume one but from grandfather's perspective is what's going on right now i guess um and so he sends troops to november 1st 1988 as we saw in the first volume, um, they um, Tiff's the Tiff's and Aaron find the street peddler lady again and ask if they know someone named Wari. Uh, and the street peddler says that it's Joppo's sister um, and that they're at the certain building. So they, they decide that they're going to go visit Wari uh, to find out a way to get home because obviously they somehow got to the future times because they're from prehistoric times. So they must have a way to time travel. And um, the so they go to the building 
and they are accosted by this robot uh, who then gets called off by Wari, who tells Aaron that Aaron had just visited last week and left a present for Aaron, but she doesn't know where it is. So um, Wari also tells them basically how Joppo and her got there. Uh, Kanta Bronstein, the events of her time travel, uh, mm-hmm. they, she ends up in prehistoric times, um, like stuck there after she got, you know, stabbed in the back. And she basically becomes a mother to Wari and Joppo and, um, and are, are raising them. And then the time machine, the, another one comes back to rescue. And so they all pile into it. But since Quanta is like, is breaking one of the prime directives of time travel and taking people from the past she doesn't go home she like goes off into a different time period and hides like in in southeast asia with wario and Japo posing as her kids and so that's how they got to the present time where they're at right now and um and why kanta is not there we'll find out in a little in volume six actually um so uh Wari is having her memory issues and keeps forgetting that they're looking for something and where that thing is. Uh, so, meanwhile, KJ and Mac they break into the hospital. They cost the doctor, forcing him to examine Mac. He examines her, says uh, under by under scalpel point. By the way, like uh, KJ is holding a scalpel against him, yeah, making sure that that he's that he's uh, looking at Mac, and um, which Mac finds very like cool and badass as she says in the in the in the comic um Lu, um she, the doctor though reveals that she's never had leukemia like uh, that neighbor said in the or the the new inhabitant of the house said in volume 1 that she had actually something called 4DC which is a cancer that affects only time travelers so time traveler cancer yep which of course which sounds awful yes when and you find out in the you know there's questions that come up later like why don't you just stop us from going through time and like they you know other other versions of other people that you meet soon are basically like like we did we tried but you can't you can't change things too much like like we we basically prevented you from going a week later, you know, or a week earlier, essentially, by by doing what we tried to do to keep you from um from from not time traveling and getting this cancer, and so um he like basically then mistakes them for teenagers because those are the only people that are traveling through time that are young that are not old timers, um so he tries to detain them and and actually kill them, and he gasses KJ. Uh, with some, you know, basically like a sedative that makes her pass out, but she uses her rocket boots in the at uh, the last second and and basically like blows them across the room, <laughs> blows them across the room right right into the stomach, and like so you know that that was painful and knocks him out. Um, so um, Mac carries KJ to the roof. Uh, they get the walkie-talkie. Uh, they say that they need help um, from from them. They still have Tiff's and Aaron. I still haven't found the note or the thing that they're looking for. So the tips decide to go because they figure Aaron of all people will be able to figure out where it is because it was Aaron from the future who put it there, you know? So they, so the tips go to help out at the hospital um, while they're gone. Aaron figures out that the robot that accosted them earlier happens to have the note themselves and needed just a password. So the password is Dream Women, as mentioned before from like a, a few volumes ago, what they were calling the people from the future in prehistoric times. And mm-hmm. they get, she gets um, a note that she wrote herself. Uh, the note is a map to the portals and what time they need to be there to get home. And it's in her own handwriting. So she knows that it's uh, legit or she feels that it's legit. Um, so grandfather once again is seen with one of those weird uh the spherical monsters in stasis. Uh you find out they're called Editrixes and they're from like the fourth dimension, and they're the ones that deemed him grandfather. He's basically working for them to be like the controller of time, and he's under the impression that they invented time travel. And so I guess Kanta never told him 
that she was the inventor of uh, time travel when he, when he was ra- when she was raising him. Um, probably because she might be a little ashamed of it because like she realizes the damage that she caused by doing yeah. it. So um, the uh, so while they're waiting for the tips, KJ wakes up, has a moment like a, a moment with Mac, and they end up as in KJ's premonition, kissing. Uh, exactly the same scene as we saw before in when we saw KJ's premonitions. Um, and just then, though, um, all the tips show up at that exact time. Uh, and then right before they're about to escape, Cleveland PD shows up, starts shooting at everyone. Older Tiff is like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and, like, and like jumps onto the officer's like flying vehicle and uh, causes him to, uh, to go out of control and explode in midair. And so Tiff witnesses her death, <laughs> younger Tiff. No and more double O Tiff. No more double O Tiff, or so we think. And so um, they, um, and at, at the same time, grandfather, the, the events of 1980 happen. Um, they, they, they all of a sudden notice that there's now a disturbance in 2016. So they're on their way with the time arc to 2016. Um, and we'll find out what happens with that in volume six. But um, the girls, in the meantime, follow a map, uh, the map that, uh, that Aaron uh, has. They get to the roof in time. And, well, remember Variant Aaron from volume two? The not-so-nice clone Aaron? <laughs> She's the one who wrote that note to get them all up in one place at one time. And she's like, I'm done chasing you all. I'm going to blow you up. <laughs> so she literally has her backpack explode. And they, all four girls, they don't die, but they get dispersed, all four individually, through different time periods. Because it turns out, according to the teenagers, the girls can't go home. And that's what they're trying for. That's what the teenagers are preventing. And the old timers actually want the girls to go home, which is funny because that's what the girls want to do. So if they actually listen to the teenage to the old timers, this would not have been a thirty issue comic. It would have been <laughs> a lot, lot, lot less. So I guess for us, for our entertainment purposes, it's good that they didn't listen to the old timers. Um, so they all four end up in different time periods, and that's how Volume Five ends. And we'll get into the which time periods they are in in Volume Six because that's how that goes. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I mean, like, um, I when I when I first read it, I expect I thought it was like because the way the books were going, it's future. I never expected it, it to be the the evil <laughs> variant Aaron again. Of no, what I, what I really didn't expect is I thought. I didn't think Wari and Kanta and uh, Jappa were going to be reoccurring characters. Like, when we met them in prehistoric times. We left yeah. in prehistoric times. I thought that was their end of the part of the story. Though, like, Kanta does say, hey, because she tries to send them to their time, to her time, and mm-hmm. they don't actually get there. But she was just like, have someone send a time machine back to pick me up. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. I should have kept that in the back of my head, but I totally did it. So when they when those characters come back, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> and well, when when Kanta gets like stabbed in the back by that axe, like I feel like that. I thought that was like a death blow, as well. So I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Like she's dead, you know. Like when you know she has little literal stone axe sticking out of her back, but no. Yeah, she's but a- she may have like a super healing gel or something yeah, in her uh, back exactly. pocket. Exactly. Also, very very cool. Like we were talking about character designs last last episode, or and um, it's cool when um, when Kanta like when they go flashback to when um, Kanta becomes like their mother in prehistoric times, and she's wearing like the skin of like a of like a lion, <laughs> like she's like totally just adapted to uh, to the times. So it's pretty cool. Um, but are we ready to uh, jump into volume six? Let's do it. So, um, very clever storytelling. Um, since we have four different characters in four different places, all four stories are happening in, at basically concurrently. And there's actually even an issue, um, three issues into this volume, where it's literally four panels per page. And one panel is Aaron's panel, one panel is Casey's panel, one panel is Max's panel. Yeah, so 
Um, that's really clever and a lot of fun to read. But when it comes to trying to recap what happened in it, uh, that doesn't work well because you all don't want me being like, you know, like Aaron did this and then Casey did this and then Mac did this. And then, you know, so and so what I did is I basically summed up the Aaron timeline, KG timeline, Mac timeline, and so on. Um, and then when they get all together, we once again have the regular continuity in the in the book, like like we kind of rejoin everything. So the next things that happen per character happen within the next like um, three issues. And then they meet back in the, uh, issue 59 and then 60 is the end. So um, let's start with Aaron because that's what they start with in the uh, in volume six. I'll go. I'm going in the order of how they appear in volume six. Um, so Aaron is having a dream once again. Uh, it, it ends up with Tiff showing up as Michael Jackson and um, telling her to moonwalk back. Um, so she kind of figures out that she needs to like figure out like retrace her steps. Essentially, um, she wakes up. And it's Halloween 2019. Um, the costumes are awesome. Um, Stranger Thing reference. Uh, there's um, uh, Trump. A kid uh, dresses Trump. There's Trump. There's uh, Walter White. There's uh, a Lego Ninjago. And there's uh, Pennywise from the It, the uh, you know most recent remake. Yeah. So so pretty pretty clever. Pretty pretty good uh, choices of costume to make us realize when because I think this book came out in 2019. So. It, it totally tells you okay this is it's taking place like now like like these are these are concurrent costumes um the this guy's all weird um and Aaron figures out that she needs to retrace her steps from the dream that she had and she goes back to the house where the time pod was in the original volume and she sees a glowing triangle um there uh not like a, the pyramid editrixes but something kind of similar she touches it it zaps her it's like a portal uh to the old timer ship and so she and the old timer ship at that time is stuck in the time stream after 2016 so they never got home after after that um after they showed up in the in the 2016 uh part of volume two um the the grandfather show basically takes her hostage sort of and shows Aaron like the dinosaurs and explains that the dinosaurs come from the second they were about to go extinct so therefore they're not messing with they're they're not fully messing with time because like there's no you know they're not taking things out of history that shouldn't have been there in the first place um, right so but you know that that's their that that's their excuse for for messing with time you know like even the, the they technically are um the um grandfather mentions the editrixes uh, Aaron reveal, you know, and that they invented time travel. Aaron reveals that no, Kanta did, but he doesn't want to believe it for some reason. Um, there's a big um, skirmish. Like, there's a big, there's in the middle of those panels, and what I was saying when they were each panel was a different uh, story. There's a giant rift between them all, and it shows the the um, the hill with the the goat on it. Uh, and like so it shows like the prehistoric time for some reason and so everybody experiences that, that at the exact same time and when that happens the rift all of a sudden edit, a bunch of editrixes come out of it in like attack mode and so um, grandfather pulls out his gun um, and is trying to um, trying to save Aaron um, but then one of the editrixes takes uh, grandfather's second in command hostage, and he's already the, the cardinal. It's cardinal, yeah. The cardinal uh, takes cardinal um, hostage, and basically he's tired of losing people, so he shoots it. That emits a beam that causes him and Aaron to land in 1831 Stony Stream, Ohio, which you'll see that's a theme in just a second here. Um, KJ story arrives in 1958 same year that charlotte met jude uh she figures that out um so she wants she finds out where charlotte lives waits until jude makes an appearance accost him they basically she kind of tells the situation jude agrees to help her get back to mac um and and the rest of the girls she specifically just wants to get back to mac at this time not just like get home and jude takes her to his spaceship 
finds out that he's going to die in 1988, but it's kind of okay because he also had 4DC, just like Mac did. Uh, KG asks, like, why do you do this? Like, because you all know that you might be able to get you're going to get cancer from like tra- time traveling. And they basically say, Jude says, like, they want everyone to be free to do what they want. So that's why why they're doing what they're doing. They're kind of like modern day Robin Hoods, like, but through time. Um, KJ then sees a portal open um, while while Jude is working on the ship, the time the time capsule from from multiple volumes of this story, and um, she then walks into the portal because she sees Tiff at the other end, and when she walks through it, she sees eighteen thirty one Sony Stream. Ohio once again so now Max story Max blasted to the end of the of of the world of end of, of earth literally and who's there <laughs> but, but Kanta is there and she's much older now than she was when they first met her in prehistoric times Kanta advises she also had 4DC and she came here to die she figured that what what's the best place for someone who can travel through time to die at the end of the world you know like, let's, let's watch it uh, and so Contra reveals that time is basically like a, like a cassette tape and you can only rewrite it so many times until the integrity of the tape just loses it and yeah, you don't want that, that happening with time essentially. So that's why they can't do too much, too many changes like and like prevent herself from inventing time travel and all that stuff. Um, so they both kind of accept that they have 4DC and that they're going to die at their own times. Um, Kanta guides back to her ship and says um but on the way there she collapses and dies um and um after see, she basically saw the and that time rift that i i just talked about earlier about it in aaron's timeline she saw like the home that she basically met wari and 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 um Japo in and that kind of was like all she needed and so she's ready to die now so she she gets um she she tells uh, Tiff to make it to the pod, the, the time travel pod, which was Tiff does, and she takes it. It takes her to uh, 1831 Sunny Street. So she's there now, too. Um, Tiff arrives in the teenager's era and um, and is going, it's, it's basic. She all of a sudden sees an Aaron clone. She freaks out because the last time she saw an Aaron clone, it was the evil one. Uh, this one explains that she's another generation of Aaron clones and they're not as like crazy as the first generation. Um, and she, so she takes her in, she sees another Aaron clone uh, that's a little bit, old, um, a little bit older, uh, a, a KG clone that's also older and Tiff. And this Tiff is not a clone. It's actually the Tiff from 2000. Turns out right before they were about to explode, Double O Tiff was taken out of the time stream by these by the teenagers and sent to the future times. So she's she's now old. She still has badass hair as she did in the year two thousand as well. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but she's now an old woman. Um, they tell Tiff that the war is now over, but because of time things, there are still things that need to be done in order for the war to end. So Tiff needs to send a message through. To the rest of the girls to all meet in the same place, which, as you guess, is starting stream in 1831. And but the way the dreams, the dreamscape happens is that things get changed in the dreams. So that's why Aaron, for one, in her dream, it was Aaron, it was Tiff as Michael Jackson telling her to moonwalk and retrace her steps because things get messed up in the in in the in the dreamscape, I guess. Um, so they all, um, all the uh, the clones and Double O Tiff and regular Tiff, all end up in 1831 Stony Stream. So now we are all there. But Aaron's also there with a uh, grandfather. Yes, kind of holding her hostage. So, so yeah, we have we have KJ Mac grandfather Aaron. Um, double O Tiff, um, older Tiff Aaron with clone. Uh, was that? No, I was gonna say, and yeah, KJ. Yeah, older KJ, older Tiff clone, older KJ clone, older, older Tiff clone, and regular Tiff clone. So, 
Um, and they're in the and what's kind of strange is that they're in 1831, but and they're in the town, but there's no one around, like everyone's sleeping for some reason. So that's probably why they chose that time because they're they were they were gonna be undisturbed essentially, or they did something to make them undisturbed at that time. So all the girls end up there, um, including Joppo and all the clones, as I said, and Double O Tiff. Um, they, they all argue about, like, because they're all saying we need a truce. They're arguing about what it's going to be. Um, basically, um, Double O Tiff says no more time travel for anybody and no more taking things for time. And in, like, if we can do that, then the war's going to end. And um, Joppo at first uh, disagrees to it, um, but then he's touched by another trick that uh, causes him to see his past, like Tiff saw her past in volume one, and he then mm-hmm. after seeing his past, he he then agrees that the, to the terms. So they decide that basically that's how the war ends, is that there's going to be nobody time traveling anymore. Um and so they're going to have to now get the girls back to their home, um, but they're going to need to erase their memories. The girls don't want their memories erased, obviously, because, like, despite, like, all the harrowing time that they have, like, most of them, this is, like, the best time of their lives that they've had so far. Um, and they don't want to lose their best friends because they've all become, like, really close to each other because um, they keep hearing from future versions that they don't, they, after Hell Night, they don't hang out. And like they don't, and they don't even really know their names after that, so um, they're kind of forced back, and they're forced to get their memories uh, erased. Um, and that's the end of issue uh, fifty nine. So issue sixty wakes up. It, it no starts, thirty. There's twenty nine and oh, thirty. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> issue twenty nine. Sorry, I just doubled everything there. That's the end of issue twenty nine. And so issue 30, um, <laughs> you feel like I went through a time portal there. They had Maybe. Yeah. Um, so issue 30, the last issue, starts much like the first issue of the series. Aaron Dream wakes up, but this time she wakes up late. Everyone woke up late. It's Hell Night, um, 1988, Hell or Hell Morning, I guess, uh, November 1st, um, just like the first volume. Um they they all go out. Um, they end up all meeting each other once again uh, for the same reason. Uh, the Rowdy Boys. Um, what's kind of cool too is that so in the first volume, uh, very homophobic KJ. You um, when when he when she confronts the one of the teenage boys that she knows uh, that's harassing the girls. Um, she uses the the other F word, the one that doesn't rhyme with truck, um, and um, and but this time. She calls him like fart mouth, which was kind of cool. Like, because I think like just subconsciously, she's cool now with uh, with gay people because she realizes that she's probably also gay because her and KJ having that moment. And um, so um, she disperses them. They're all decided to ride off together, just like in the first volume. Um, they're about to hit an intersection, a car is, that like. Tiff recognized the driver from because the driver had harassed her before, um, like cuts them off and almost hits them, causes them all to fall down. Um, and they're all thinking, like, what the you know, what the hell did happen here? And um, just then a jeep full of like drunk people um blasts through the intersection through the red light and, and probably would have killed or injured the girls if uh, they had not been stopped by the other car. Um, it's revealed then that it was. <laughs> old Wari driving the car wearing a Cleveland Indians hat um, and that she so she kind of did that on purpose to uh, for them to not die um, and yeah. uh, good lookout <laughs> yeah definitely so she they basically have a guardian angel even though they don't know who it is um, the uh, the girls all decide then that they want a cigarette because of the near-death experience and they stop in the park they all kind of smoke and they kind of they kind of bond more so I think this there's also an had, old school merry-go-round. Those things were death traps, but they're super fun. Yes, no, definitely, and uh, yeah, um, this definitely I think bonds them even further than they would have been bonded in the first place. 
So I think this kind of also changes time. Um, we'll get into that after we finish the book. Um, but um, they Tiff reveals that she's going to quit being a paper girl after that day, but she wants them all to remain friends. Um, they all go to different schools. All four of them go to four different schools, so it's it's hard for them to, you know, like they don't just not like they, they see each other. Um, anyways, but so the girls then kind of get back on their bikes, finish off the the route. Uh, they're about to go their separate ways, and Aaron calls them back and asks if they can ride together for just a little longer. And they all ride off into the sunrise, and that's the end. So. What do you think? Do you think that they remain friends? No. You think so? So, so I think what I think um, going through the book mm-hmm. is I think they set up the parameters early, and we are trained in every type of time traveling story to think that the parameters are wrong. The boys say time can't be changed. Yes. And so what we saw was a book where the girls are struggling to change time, but what they're doing is taking all the actions for time to occur correctly. So just as they were told, this is the last night that they ever see together. They're never going to be friends. Mac is going to die young of uh, space cancer, but it's going to get diagnosed as leukemia because they don't know what it is. They don't know what 4DC is. But yeah. yeah, they weren't able to change anything that they wanted to change about their quote unquote future. I think they were just playing the future through, but of course they don't know that. Yeah, exactly. And then they get mind wiped at the end. And that's why, but Tiff is going to become double O Tiff and marry Chris and everything. All that's still going to happen. And that's why Aaron has the, uh, the scar still on yes. her stomach because all of that happened. Right, um, and she doesn't know how it happened. So yeah, but yeah, they, I think they just have to. This, what what we read, like you assume, because everything that you've read before is like they're gonna time travel and persevere. Like when you know when we get to the uh, twenty one seventy one, and Mac finds out there's a, a cure to leukemia, it's setting up all your expectations that they are going to to succeed in changing fates. And no, those aren't the rules. We told you the rules at the very beginning, and the rules are this all stays the same. So basically they just have to travel full circle to make it so that no one time travels anymore and they live the exact lives that they were told that they're supposed to. It's yep. how I read it. Yeah. And I, I actually very similar. And the only question I have is, is they have, you know, with worry, like yes. changing their time. Because like, you know, like the question is, is that, is she kind of like manipulating things because she's you see the of- thing is that but they said you can't change time so it's not so much that she's changing their time she has to come in back in time for things yeah. to happen correctly so so that's part of the linear part yes. of the whole every, thing every because of i think because that's the the parameters that they set everything needs to happen everything that looks like it's someone trying to change time is doing the exact right thing so on, on the larger scale, the reason why they go on this venture is because time travel needs to end. And then this is, and so this is the way time is right. writing itself, like it, this, writing itself as is, an R-I-H-T. Yeah. We were led to believe that we were reading a story about these paper girls, but it's literally uh, the story of the end of the time travel wars. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the small scale is they go through this and the only effect that it has on their, on their lives is that it they meet Wari and then Wari is able to time travel and she's able to save their lives essentially. Yeah. So so they would have all probably died or got gravely injured if it wasn't for this time travel. Yes. Thing. But then technically also, unfortunately, KJ has to die because she, not KJ Mac. Uh, Mac, sorry, Mac has to die because she didn't get she, she didn't yeah. she wouldn't have got the cancer. Well, she probably would have got cancer because she was smoking like a chimney. So, yeah, who knows? You know, but I guess that's like, so it's kind of interesting because like you don't really get a time travel story where fate is a thing. You know, right, yeah, like, no, you, you, you always get a time travel story where you overcome fate. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole time you're, you're thinking, okay, yeah, Mac's going to, you know, they're going to find the cure for cancer and Mac's going to be okay. And then all the girls are going to have their memories restored 
We're going to all remember each other. They're going to be besties. And they're all going to stay friends. Yeah. But no, like it's all, yeah, you're right. It's all, it's all just kind of linear. Up until, up until I got to the very end and when they, they ride off together one last time, but we, that's all we see is them riding off. And I was just like, no, no, I think I was like, oh, this is literally one last time. Yeah. Like Tiff is going to quit tomorrow. They're again, separate schools. They're never going to see each other again. And no. I was just like, oh, that's, I feel like that's a super unique story that no one ever tells. The, the only... whole thing is that if you have time travel, you change fate. And this is like, no, no, no. You're just kind of working through your, through the story that you're fated to have. Like we're all slaves to time, essentially. It's like there, everything is happening because it needs to happen. And it's not because like you, you're in, you're not in control. You're, you're in the backseat. You know, you're on you're this a passenger. Uber. You're this in this Uber that's just going crazy. <laughs> you, you have no control about what's going on. You know, even if you think you, that you're able to to demand or 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 command it, you know, like no, you're not. You're you're stuck. You're on a you're on a, a dark ride in at Disneyland. Going, <laughs> there's only one way it's going to go through. So, but yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, that's pretty clever. Like, huh? This this paper girls book is pretty pretty smart (laughs) well excellent book i mean again like i think we were talking last season on the podcast with bitterroot like the consistency of the art like not only do you have high quality art but you know just it's cliff chang every issue it looks great every issue it looks the same every issue but yeah Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful piece all together from beginning to end it took a while to make this book it like started in 16 and then into like like the end, almost like 19, I or I thought it was 19. Maybe, maybe a little, little further. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, no, you're right. It was 21. Um, but, but yeah, it, so it took, it took a long time to write this and, and good. I'm glad because, yeah, take your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, if the art's not going to suffer. Yeah. There's no rush, you know, like just make, make a good book, you know, make sure it gets out, please. Don't li- leave us in comic book limbo as we are with a lot of a lot of series um but uh but yeah just do your best and uh take your time if it, that means it, for it to come out that way um close chang um which reminds me last night um on the i pulled up uh he's writing a catwoman book right now um that takes oh, nice. but it's catwoman like in the in the future like an alternate future timeline uh you know we're talking about timelines right now and things um and so it's like old woman, Catwoman, and it's super good. And he's drawing it, he's writing it. Like once again, the art is just like that's why I'm bringing it up right now because like, you know, you can't beat his art. Like it's it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah, and seeing an old man like Killer Croc has like a belly, like a, and like he wears like an old like a newsboy cap. Like you know, like they're all the characters, but they're older now, and like. Two Face is the mayor, but because he like mm-hmm. literally like he went sane again essentially, and he's like Harvey Dent again, but he still has the the, the scars of of Two Face. So yeah, it, it's a pretty cool book. I know we're talking about Paper Girls, but I just that just made me think about. It. I might, and I have to give that a look. Yeah, the a Catwoman uh, Lo- Lonely City, I think is what it's called. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I think it's uh Is it one of the uh the bigger size, the oversized books? Yes, it's, it's like it's uh the black series, I think, or were they? Yeah, they they're like black uh, label magazine size. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is, which is great because like Cliff Chang art, you know, let's make it large, big. So yeah. No, yeah. Uh, so yeah so many I, good books not yeah. enough hours of the day nope not at all but um so what do you think they're going to change in uh in the tv show like what do you think or Hopefully what do you think nothing. has to change? like i hope nothing um okay, yeah you know what? i haven't really watched the amazon show so i like i from what i heard invincible was pretty consistent to the yes. comics like not too much was changed i can't vouch for the boys i've never seen an episode and I haven't read The Boys since it was new. I think maybe in 2004 or 2006. So my regulations would be fuzzy at best. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, they're Amazon, so they definitely have the budget. I assume they have big faith in this. So I feel like I I feel like Amazon would change it as minimally as possible. And I know that both Cloaching and, and Brian Kevon are are part of the producing, like they're they're part of the team. 
So Maybe like EPs or whatever. Yeah. So they have a word about what they do. So if anything does change, like hopefully it's, it's kind of like what happened like in Hellboy where the changes made sense, you know, more or less because we know Mignola was there to, to right. kind of help guide things. Yeah. So, or like ghost world with Dana Klaus, you know, two, two, uh, two adaptations we've talked about in the past on this, this mm-hmm. show. So, uh, but yeah, I, um, overall, um, you know, what would you, if you had to give it a, a letter grade, what would you give uh, Paper Girls? I'd give it an A, a plus. Yeah, I, I, I have to say this is like one of those books that that is on my, my recommendation list. Like if someone wants to get into comics or like wants more comics to read, Paper Girls is not far away from my my recommendation. Like, you know, and I and just like kind of like I not not purposely did did to you, but like I'm kind of glad it worked out recommend paper girls in a way where you don't know what's going to happen in the book so when, oh yeah yeah no this is a very good book to just pick up and start reading because i was i was so grasped like you know like taken but also completely confused like reading the first volume i was just like i like i couldn't put it down once i started it and all the 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 little the everything ties together like we were just saying which makes it hard to do a recap because you're like oh, remember that thing in volume one volume two it's like like yeah like right and that, that that was the other um one of the other things that uh made me think uh that no no this like they aren't able to change fate is because as the lot of volumes progress characters that died we would be meeting them and i was just like because they haven't died yet because this is their yeah. past and then yeah. when they time travel to the time where they died like in 1988 or whatever like with the uh one of the uh his helpers mm-hmm. that's it like but that's his future so that's why like people like the cardinal come back um i forget if he was a deacon or whatever that other guy was obviously we don't meet jude till well after he died or you know we don't talk to jude yeah till well after we see him die but they're all in the timelines before they're about to die so they're right, right so when we yeah. finally meet them it's in the past but we already seen their futures that's why i was just like oh yeah this is a consistent timeline that can't be altered and we're literally just going through that story the teenagers were not lying when they said that you when you die is when you die right and um and and don't you remember uh um when tiff goes to the teenager's future and she's talking to all them they're like they're like you know why didn't you change it and they're like no no we've tried like multiple times we've, we've exhausted everything the only thing to do is to let it run its course and yeah. for us to end this war is to send you back exactly so well if you're but, a fan uh, of- one thing i did want to yes. comment just on the book and i was just like like i'm sure over the years and i agree there's not enough like you know you want a diversity of writers you know female writers people of color lgbtqia however like i don't know if he had consultants or you know maybe family but brian k von like he i really feel like and maybe i'm wrong but he captured the voice of like those teenage girls like you know that right preteen to teenage girls like they reminded me of people that i grew up with yeah like those interactions with boys all of that seems so authentic to like young girls in that era and then and the little like um as they would time travel to more familiar times or times that already happened, like the discrepancies, like at one point, double O tip tells tip spoiler alert. And she's like, what's spoiler alert? Yeah. And like she, you know, she keeps mentioning movies that she thought that Tiff had seen already. She but, would, have, seen, she, she would yeah. have had already seen by that time. Yeah. But yeah, like, I just feel like so much of it felt like the authentic voice of girls of that age throughout the book. And there was even so certain issues, like there was no men at all. Like, we just had an all-female cast throughout this yeah. whole book, mm-hmm. and which, you know, real cool change of pace. It passed the Bechtel test. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah. it destroyed the Bechtel test. Um, but yeah, no, the um, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, like you know, a, a guy's writing for g- teenage girls. You don't expect like it to be as perfect sounding as it seems like it was and yeah. uh, you know and hey if you 
you know, we're a teenage girl <laughs> at some time in your life, you know, shoot us an email. Yeah, like, if you uh, feel uh, that we're, we're, we're yeah. misplacing it and it, it didn't, uh, you know, depict it with the right type of consistency, please let us know. Like, well, better, better yet, if you want to vindicate us and say that we're right, <laughs> you know, shoot us an email or that too. Yeah, just let us know. Oh, yeah, let us know whether or not we're 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 correct or not in our assumptions. But yeah, so um, but yeah, no, and like I agree. Like the each of these four characters, I mean, I grew up with a lot of girls in my life, and like they all meant they all felt like characters, people I knew, you know, like so like to me, I think they're written pretty well. Yeah, and yeah, it was just a good book. Definitely. You know, really good book. Like, if you you want to get someone new into comics, like, give them that first volume. I think they'll, you know, be addicted to it. And mm-hmm. I love uh, when things like this get adapted, that they have a, a finite ending. Like, uh, yes. Paper Girls, there's 30 issues there. And then I also, I'm like, hopefully, yeah, you could just make a very good, consistent show. You have all the source material. There's no, you know, second guessing or we're waiting for books or waiting new material. So hopefully they can adapt it really well and stick the landing. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, um, you could do 20 issues a season and, and like have three seasons, you know? Yeah. So like, definitely I can see that happening. You really want to hit the number 60 today, Brian. (laughs) They they almost did it again. No, no, you said twenty ep- three twenty episode seasons. So that oh. we didn't read the sixty episodes. Three ten issues. Oh my gosh! Why? For oh man, that okay. So there's six volumes, dude. That's why I keep thinking that there's sixty issues in my head. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Even though I specifically said when we started that you know this is issues twenty twenty one to one to thirty. 21 to thirty. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. now, now we're a uh, numerology podcast as well. Yes. I'm actually giving out um, coordinates to the teenagers with my wrong numbers. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm telling you all where the foldings are. So there you go. All right. Well, um, so uh, anything else, or I think we're about to call this an episode. No, I think that's it. Just paper girls. It's really, really good. Look forward to the show and, and give it a read before yeah, beforehand. It's really worth your time. Maybe as a bonus episode, we'll we'll do a recap of the uh, or or at least a a, a uh, do a kind of a, a an assumption, not an assumption, a review. There we go <laughs> of the first season <laughs> of the first sixty seasons of the uh, Paper Girls that's coming out. Um, so, all right. Well, with all that being said, I have been Frankie Tomata. No, I. Been Brian and uh, with me once again for Richard. Thank you very much for joining me. And you all have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>